0: What do you get when you mix two opinionated, honest to a fault, abrasive, yet considerate, say what you wanna say, funny women? Well, you get this podcast. We're bossy and we're best friends, so welcome to the Bossy Besties Podcast.
1: I am uh, recording this podcast with you from my car. Um, I have my phone as a hotspot, and then I have my laptop on the passenger seat, and uh, I'm holding the microphone in my hand.
0: I always think of or made me think of there's two shows uh working moms and then i'm sorry like in the beginning of that show i'm sorry she's like eating the cereal as she's driving yes so i think like, i feel that's what i feel like you're doing like you're doing the most
1: <laughs> it's like i want to fit it all in and this is something that i really like for me so i don't want to miss it yeah yeah um so really if you are listening this isn't really about you <laughs> <This> is- <laughs> This is about us over here. So, I mean, it could be about you, but I didn't get any responses about what you want us to record. So, it's about us again. Here we are. It's like
0: uh, just into like a T-shirt. It's all about me.
1: Exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, there's little kid shirts, but no adult shirts that say that, which I find very disheartening. I know.
0: I. You know what? I feel like I feel like it's so much more respectable. When you see an adult, like a grown person that can just, instead of behaving that way and pretending that they're not that person, that they're just like, this is who I am. And that's how I'm always going to be. Like, just very yeah. open and honest. Well, it's like, I'm not proud of it,
1: but I can't really change it. Cause like, at this point I'm settled into my ways. Right. It's kind of like that, uh, post I made on, <laughs> you said you felt attacked that post I made on Facebook because is it not true if you text me i'll text back within like moments or never ever oh i'm
0: the worst I'm it, it, yeah absolutely it is it, and i think that's why like we don't get upset when it'll be like weeks and we haven't spoken to each other it's like if one of us made like a half-ditch effort to reach out to the other one and nobody responded it's like yeah whatever it's fine
1: like, <laughs> i called you and let it ring three times six weeks ago yeah. so i figured like <laughs> if you were cool i was cool yeah. case hurrah
0: Oh, my God. Well, and then, like, I feel like uh, like anything could happen. It's just, like, squirrel. You know, I had full intentions of doing it, I'm or I've typed something, and now something happened, and then it's just an avalanche of events that and you totally, you never hit send, you completely X'd out of the box, and then you never think about it again until you hear from that person or somebody says that person's name, and you're like, oh, shit.
1: <laughs> oh, my God, I saw a shiny thing, and I forgot all about them. <laughs> like i didn't forget them as a person i just forgot that i was supposed to do the next talking too yep
0: mm-hmm. it was my turn <laughs> so
1: <laughs> so like we don't ever talk really unless we are recording a podcast at this point um yeah now and, that we're back
0: working all the time it's it's this is right our so be that as it may <laughs>
1: as it may not be the because
0: you've dropped off social <laughs> you've dropped out of
1: so sad or awesome that we make the time to at least have the podcast and talk then um, I was thinking you know today we're gonna talk about therapy and we both actually entertain therapy together um, like not together but you know we both are doing it in Separately. real time right
0: yeah we're, I mean, so, we're not a couples therapy or anything no <laughs> mm-mm,
1: mm-mm. we never moved in together so we never had to do that that's the only reason um, why we're
0: still friends because we never lived together <laughs>
1: um but it is so hard to talk with our friends and be able to vent stuff and work it out the way we used to back in the day when we had all the time in the world to air our grievances with our people and talk out how to deal with it so now i feel like we're older our problems are much more layered and now we have to Pay someone, well, <laughs> essentially, to talk well, it out Yeah,
0: with. and I mean, and you know, I've talked extensively about how we're always in contact with each other in one way or another. But really, if you think about it, it's it's short bursts of communication. Like, it's a quick rant. It's a quick gassing somebody up. Like, you know, it's just it, like back in the day when you were young and single and didn't have kids or whatever. It, you guys would sit. Or, I, I mean, us, we would. We would sit and we would you know, we would have these long conversations like either late in the evening or, you know, we would take car rides and you would talk stuff out. And like, I feel like that is a huge part of talk therapy, not just like the fact that it's, you know, a credentialed therapist who's giving you solid advice because obviously some friends aren't going to give you solid advice, but just talking things out is, is therapeutic in itself. So, you know, as an adult, you don't really get those opportunities anymore
1: right and when are you like let me set some time aside for some reflection on who i am and how i came to be this way unless somebody prompts you to do so
0: right right yeah absolutely how many times do we put so many things ahead of our own you know well-being or mental health just because it doesn't fit into the schedule and then you know then when you do have time you're like I just kind of want to like stare at a fucking wall like and not listen to anybody (laughs) breathe or chew you know right
1: (laughs) (laughs) and that's why uh you started to touch on the fact that I have not been around on social media or in our group chat or anything I've gone kind of like radio silent yeah. for the most part yeah it's just because i'm busy with all these other things and then i don't want to jump in there and out of there and it be inconvenient for anyone to have to catch me up or me to scroll back just to find out that we're just still talking about jewish aliens or whatever so
0: yeah or chris yeah <laughs> <Evan. laughs>
1: Oh, you you and your Chris Evans obsession. It's not me, um, it's
0: Lydia. It's Lydia. Or, or 37 TikToks of the sleepwalking girl. Oh,
1: yes. <laughs> Which are funny, but also not that important. I
0: watched like um, one, and I was like, okay, I get the gist of it.
1: <laughs> right? I don't think I
0: want to watch seven more of them.
1: But it actually gives me more anxiety to jump in and out of the group chat. And that's one of the things that i realized during my last therapy session and so this will be kind of like a share podcast but in my last therapy session i was talking about you know just the analogy of let's just say i want to give two people a five dollar tip but i only have a ten dollar bill yeah i'm gonna go out of my way to find two fives to make each person have to not do anything but just have the money or i'm not going to give them the ten dollar bill to figure it out on their own because it feels it feels inconvenient it doesn't feel like it's the right thing to do but at the end of the day both people would get five dollars they just have to find a way to split it yeah but i'm too concerned with inconveniencing others
0: that makes sense that makes sense I, you know, I've, I absolutely understand that because I feel like I've definitely done that too. Like I, I I was picturing this situation in my head as you said it, and I can imagine like going and asking people at tables around me, Hey, do you have two, $5 go into the bartender asking for change out of the drawer? It, that makes so much less sense than throwing a 10 and saying, Hey, split that, figure it out. Right. That makes so much sense.
1: So that's kind of the thing with me not being around with friends and stuff as of late. It has nothing to do with I'm too busy because like, yeah, I am too busy to be there all the time. But it's just it's inconvenient. Or I feel like if I bring something up and it doesn't get a response that it's met with some type of animosity on the other side of it and then i feel anxious that like my shouldn't speak because it's not getting attention like i would have preferred like i have a question i wanted to answered or whatever it is and then it just gets breezed over by the next like oh i tried this new nail color and I'm like, oh, wait, did I not say anything there? Because I thought I did, but I'll just not come back again because obviously it was inconvenient what I tried to say or something, you know? Like, And I'm just giving a loose example because I don't have a good example because I just haven't said anything, period, <laughs> in any of my friendship circles. And they're small circles, so it's not like I couldn't. It's just because it causes me an anxiety. It causes me an issue to feel inconvenient, and then it devalues myself in those relationships in my head
0: right right
1: so it's like oh you're not nothing's really happening outside of me it's all manifested within me because of like past things so like okay so it's gonna be like a long time ago you're made to feel like an inconvenience and then anything that happened after that just kind of compounded your thoughts on that and that's how you ended up where you end up Are you still there? Feeling this way in regular time. And I was like... Damn. This is why we have to pay to talk to these people. (laughs) Quick break in the conversation due to technical difficulties. And we're back.
0: Toodle-dee, dee twiddle twiddle-dee-dee-dee-dee. So just pick it up from... From where you were saying not getting the response that you want whenever you do send a message and pop into the group chat
1: yeah so it's not like a specific example because I can't like think of one right now but um and it's not like it's happened like so many times or anything like that either um but it if it happens it like I don't know I guess it like bothers me to a degree enough that i'm like well i'm not trying to be inconveniencing others and then i'm not trying to feel inconvenient you know it's just
0: you feel invalidated like it's almost like you walked into a room and said hi and nobody acknowledged the fact that you walked into the room yes yes yeah that's i think that's like the problem with um Like virtual, I mean, obviously, virtual communication has all lots of downfalls, but especially in a group chat situation like that, where something's easily skipped over, and it's like nobody wants to invalidate your feelings or your questions. It's like sometimes, like I'll hop in there and not even like go back to read anything. I came in there specifically to say something ridiculous, you know, and just like get straight to it. Mm -hmm. Or like somebody asked a question and there was like one in between, and I just didn't even pay you know what i mean so no i definitely understand what you mean though
1: um and so i am more reserved in certain things that i normally wouldn't be whenever i'm feeling these like senses of being inconvenient and i don't like inconveniencing others but i'm willing to be inconvenienced even though i don't like it I'm like, well, it's cool, it's cool, it's cool. But I don't want to be the one doing the inconvenience thing.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. So
1: that's kind of, like, what we're, like... Disgusting right now. Uh,
0: Well, you and I do that a lot when, especially when we're trying to schedule this. Like, oh, what's good for you? What's good for you? Does that work? You tell me. Like, and it's like Jesus. Like, you have a thing. I have a thing. You have
1: you have multiple kids. I just have the one kid. Your kids (laughs) young, so like your kid like can't be told what to do. Like my older kids can't. Like we do that. I know. And then like I know that I've said to my husband, like, you know, Melinda's gonna be on there. We I gotta get you out of here. Like I gotta go to the computer, and he's like, oh, so your best friends gonna treat you like shit if you're like late or running behind and I'm like no but I just it's me like I I can't deal I just can't deal with it and then I feel like I need to make the allowances for others so then it's just gonna be like no reason to not happen the right way because I can conform and be whatever I have to be I don't want to make others have to do that
0: right Um, right you're like a people pleaser
1: oh, dude, like, so hardcore, and, like, people think I'm such a hardcore bitch, so it's, like, hilarious. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, and it's... When I say people, I don't mean, like, all people as a blanket statement. I mean, there are people in this world that do believe that I am, like, unkind and possibly curt and rude or something, and then there's this people-pleaser shit, and how can I be perceived as both?
0: Right. It well, seems so like, I... wild. I saw, uh, I don't know what it was. It was a video or a meme or something, you know, and it said, um, some people will tell you that I'm the sweetest, kindest, most awesome person in the world. And it's like, others will tell you I'm, you know, a stubborn, cold-hearted bitch. Believe both of them. (laughs) (laughs) But I think, and I think that that is um, relative to the fact that you, the way you act towards somebody is how they act towards you.
1: I can get down with it, yeah. But so what's been. Um... Well, did,
0: well, before, did your. Now, if you feel comfortable discussing it or not, did your therapist give you any tools, tricks, ideas, exercises to work on trying to stop performing this behavior?
1: So, not yet, because when we ended the therapy session this past week, which I'm only doing once a month now, where I was going weekly um, when I first started, so that means progress. That's why we have time to worry about these things, <laughs> you know, we're we're doing these ex- this extra credit now, um, but I go once a month, and when we ended the conversation, this time it was like, well, you feel like an inconvenience and there's been times when like deep-seated where you've been made to feel like you were inconvenient to someone else and that sucked so this is why you are the way you are
0: uh, that makes sense like where the root of it was yeah and, and why your adult behavior <laughs> is what it is
1: right and then I'm like oh um how basic daddy issues
0: dude I think <laughs> <laughs> it <ain't>, it <laughs> right though, like,
1: <laughs> but yeah, like, oh yeah, okay, I got, I got a uh, father issues. Well, you know, I'm well adjusted, and my life is great now. But these things just they develop into what they are, and it's so shielded by so many other things that you can make up all all the reasons until like someone really makes you like unpack that.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, I'm
1: interested in what we're going to unpack, but, like, I already have my thoughts on all of it, and it definitely goes back to, like, you know, father stuff or, you know, uh, not being supported in, uh, like, a certain sport or something, you know? Mm -hmm. So, when we get to the conversation, I will totally come back with some more information on that, because, I mean, we don't all have time for therapy, so maybe my, my things help other people's things, and... So on and so forth and yada, yada, yada.
0: <laughs> What's well, so funny you say that because we were talking about this the other day. There's a show that I watch. Um, it's on Showtime. There's only one season of it um, and it's called Couples Therapy. And it's it just chronicles like these several couples that are in therapy and they're all with this one therapist. So it's kind of like it's not her point of view, but it is like more centrally based just around her. But you get to see her th- you know, counsel these couples. And I was, you know, telling our friends like, oh, you know, it's so interesting. And one of them, you know, somebody said, well, is it like a way of going to couples therapy without actually having to talk your husband into going to couples therapy? <laughs> uh, and it is, it, it really is because it's just, it's just like, like you said, like you're seeing, especially when you have multiple couples to look at because you can kind of pull from each one of their situations. Like, oh, like, we, yeah, we can, like, I can relate to this. I can relate to this behavior, and I can relate to this situation. And you kind of pull from each one, because obviously no couple is ever going to be exactly like the relationship that you're in. But it is. You can pull, like, tricks and recommendations and see behaviors that can help you in your own situation. Obviously, it's not going to be as effective as actually going to therapy. But (laughs) –
1: but right, like but, it but it's the same as, like, reading a book. You get examples and you get potential solutions that have worked for others and you can try trial and error on your own.
0: Right, right. My Now, my big... So, I started back to therapy as well. Um, and I actually had a, a huge revelation brought to me because I haven't been to therapy since you were driving me there in college.
1: <laughs> okay, okay.
0: Um, So... I sat down with her because, you know, it's been... And I think it's been a rough year for a lot of people. You know, 2020 was... It was hard. It was hard for <laughs> a lot of people on a lot of different levels. And especially for me, you know, I went through some family shit. I went through, you know, w- which bled into work things. And, you know, it was it was a, a big... It was a rough year for me. And so I was like, you know what? I need to, like you say, so to say, sit down with somebody and unpack this and you know, Rich is coming to me like, you know, he's feeling like that I should be, um, dealing with my emotions better, you know, basically like, he's like, I don't think that, you know, he, you know, he just didn't, he thought that I could be doing better. And I was like, you know what? I think you're right. But also like, don't tell me what to do. Like,
1: yeah, exactly. (laughs) I'm going to do it because it's my idea.
0: Yeah. So, um, So I was like, yeah, let let me sit down with somebody and, like, talk this out. And, like, I I wanted a little bit of validation. You know, I wanted somebody to say, like, it's okay to feel this way. I wanted to maybe work through, like, the loss and grief of, you know, the things that I had been through. And, you know, also, like, I, I never went to grief counseling after Stella passed away. You know, so that was, you know, also something that, you know, I carry. And... So the revelation that I was told in my, my first therapy session was there's new ideas. I was always told that depression is a chemical imbalance, right? That's how I was always that's what I was always thought, that's what I always heard. You know, they had these antidepressants you can take, they'll fix the chemical balance. I've been on antidepressants before. I just felt like I was just kinda like a weird zombie like I didn't get real excited I didn't get real sad like it I was like oh well you can't get super sad because but you can't get super happy either I felt like right and so and I've discussed this before like I you know combated and fought my depression with you know things that I could do to burst serotonin or endorphins or whatever you know exercise Mm -hmm. meditation art therapy things like that so when I spoke with her, I said, listen, I, I've i tried antidepressants before. It's not really my thing. I felt like um, doing these things and these, you know, coping mechanisms helped me better than the antidepressants did. But, you know, if I need to be on antidepressants, then I'm not going to fight you on it. If that's your medical opinion, then, okay, maybe we can try it again, right? Mm-hmm. So she tells me and sends me like this literature after the fact that she's like, have you ever heard of the ABCs of depression? And I was like, no, I mean, and like, I haven't been to therapy in 15 years, you know? And so the latest studies in, in depression is that it's not always it's depression doesn't have to be a chemical issue. And the, the ABCs of, the, of depression are it's activating event your beliefs and thoughts on that event and the consequences of your beliefs so basically you know you have a, a, a what they call an activating event something happens in your life it's, it's loss it's you know something that affects you in a, in a great way and then then your emotions kick in And you have good emotions and you have bad emotions, like healthy emotions and unhealthy emotions, like healthy emotions that like properly help you deal with things are um, sadness, uh, fear, discomfort, but unhealthy emotions would be depression, uh, unnecessary anxiety, guilt and rage Mm -hmm. because they don't they don't really help you. Mm -hmm. And so the way you believe about that situation that happens, like if you feel like, oh, I deserved that, or I feel like I was a victim, or I feel, you know, whatever it is that that situation is, how you feel about it, your beliefs about that situation are going to cause you to have certain actions. And the things that you would normally tend to do, self-isolation, stop doing things you enjoy doing, um, breaking daily routines, you know, and, and I, I overeating, I do that. Like, you know, like you get stressed, you get sad. You're like, I, I don't really want to talk to anybody right now. I just need to like deal with this and sit in it for a minute. And then time goes on and on and on. And then it's like, you're not really doing any, you're not hanging out with the people you usually do. You're not talking to the people that make you feel good. You know, you're not you used to get up every morning and go to the gym before you started work. You stopped doing that. Now you're overeating because you're stressed or you're bored or you're sad. And now that makes you feel a type of way because then you feel like you're gaining weight from the eating. So like th- these are the consequences of the behaviors because of your beliefs. So basically what they're saying, and, and she said, she's like, listen, she's like, if you need it, you know, some, she's like, I'm not saying that people don't, need antidepressants in a way that your body just can't create enough dopamine or enough endorphins or serotonin or whatever it is. Sometimes people chemically need that because they just can't do it on their own. She's like, but she's like, depression most of the time, really the short and skinny of it is, can be combated with positive thoughts and actions. Basically like not a lot, like being conscious of, like you said, the root cause. It's is my daddy issues that make me feel like I'm unworthy of being loved or, you know, that I'm not good enough for people or whatever your thing is because everybody's got their own thing, right? Yep. So if you're conscious of what your thing is, if you can figure that out and then you know that when something bad happens, you always do the same shit. You know, you always – you. and for me, it's like a – it's a slow like it turns into a dark hole like it's not all of a sudden it's not like I'm instantly not getting out of bed in the dark haven't changed my clothes in three weeks and I smell (laughs) like a monkey's ass like it's just like it's a slow progression of not living you know and letting myself slide back into that like darkness so if you're able to think about it be sad about it unpack it Make a conscious effort not to revert back to the bad behaviors, you know, being positive and you know the the, the thing I read fake said, it till
1: you make it.
0: yeah, really. I mean, that's what, really right. What, yeah, right? I mean that's the short the, the thing I said that the short term of being depressed is easier than trying to fight it. So it's easier to just be sad or upset or angry and fall into depression than to actually have to like do the work to force yourself to not do those things that you're used to doing. Right. So it's like um, basically the last and, and like the like the last line I wrote down of this literature she sent me was you have the key to free yourself. So it's like anything else, you know, 21 times makes a habit. Right. That's what they tell us. So if you start making conscious efforts and choices to correct this behavior and to unpack it in a healthy way and deal with it, that I don't have to fight depression or, you know, cycle into black holes once a year, once every couple years into like what I call my, my dark hole, you know? Yes. So that was like a huge revelation to me.
1: That's awesome. I mean... It definitely makes sense. And (sighs) what do you do with that now? What's your, do you have like homework? Do you have another?
0: So she told me to just like sit with that for a while and to like really work on it. And then whenever I felt if something, if I had an activating event and I felt like I needed assistance, you know, like needed guidance to work it out than to schedule an appointment but she was like I think that if you put this stuff into practice and and I've really been trying to do it like I've been like you know we talked last podcast like I've been trying to work out again you know because I hadn't for 9-10 months Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Um, trying to just like genuinely like have a better positive attitude about things and like you know everything that I went through I had, um, without getting into too much detail, but I had a conversation with a family member the other day via text message, and I kind of just put it out there and basically said, I'm not carrying your shit anymore because it's not mine to carry, and it never was, and I should have never had to carry it. So I'm leaving it here, you know, on the table. And I'm not coming back to pick it up. And, like, that was kind of freeing. Like, I, I and don't get me wrong, there's days that that it's a little more difficult. Something will happen or I'll see something or hear something. And it's like, you know, I'll get sad. But it's like I'm giving myself permission to walk away and feel okay about it. Not, I mean, not feel okay, just not feel terrible about it.
1: Not dwell like you're yes. not going to be a dweller. Right. That's like my, that's my phrase, the dweller. Um, <clears throat> because if you dwell on it, it manifests into your reality and that's just who you become. So I was so wise when we were in college. <laughs> like I used to feel like no one likes a dweller. Don't be a dweller. <laughs> um, no, but all of it makes so much sense. And I feel like, you know, you talked with a counselor, correct? It was a counselor?
0: Yeah, she was a uh like certified therapist and so
1: you don't have to go to a psychiatrist that can give you the drugs at the end sometimes just being given the playbook on how to react when yeah, the, the tools in your other toolbox. team is doing their thing mm-hmm. you know the other team is just the life we live it's like you against the world <laughs> you know yeah, like it's absolutely. everything you do so um <clears throat> I feel like therapy isn't for everybody though cuz some people aren't good at talking about it but that's why I feel like reading listening to things like even just like this podcast this is no PhD over here we have yeah. we do have over 10 years of schooling between the two of us and, higher level education
0: and just as much student debt <laughs> and just well.
1: two degrees here um
0: this is, this is another thing that I think is very useful. If you if you can't get to therapy, if you don't have the means, I think that for me, I find journaling um, really helpful because it's like a way to ease anxiety and meditate. And they have like some really cool guided journals. It doesn't have to be like, Dear Diary. Dear Casey. (laughs) (laughs) These guided, but these guided journals will have you make lists or they'll ask you, like I had one that was like, okay, I want you to go sit outside and close your eyes and take a deep breath. Now, what do you smell? You know, what do you feel? What do you, you know, and it, these are just, it just seems it's just very helpful to kind of like pull you back into like a Zen place.
1: So we all find our Zen. Sometimes it's in those books. Sometimes it's just in performing habits that you learn over time. The muscle memory thing I find really, really good. Like, you know, the habits of, you know, you have to do something for 21 days. But the new studies show it doesn't have to be 21. As long as it's something that you feel a positive reaction, you're going to come back for it again. Um, So... habits are formed in 21 days, but you remember things a lot quicker. What's like
0: giving a dog a treat?
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's what I was going to (laughs) say. I was like, we're all just animals at the end of the day. Right. (laughs) Big dumb animals. Um, No, we're smart, but I do feel like we needed to have a podcast that was um, directed about therapy. And I'm glad that we did today. And we talked a little bit about what we have going on because those are things that are common you know, what mm-hmm. I talked about and what you talked about as our individual realities, all sort of the realities of a lot of people that we know and a lot of our listeners. So sharing is caring and that's what today was about.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think we're going to try um, and keep it short, right? Because we're going to try and come back again and and not do a biweekly podcast.
1: Correct. bi-monthly it's been yes um yeah so we are cutting it short today this was just literally a quick podcast about therapy and the benefits we've been receiving and if it can help you good on us if it doesn't then good on you for staying this long we'll see you on the next episode (laughs) mr connery why don't you pick it looks like this is my lucky day I'll take the rapists for 200. That's therapist. Sean.